podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Podcasting to you from my dark and dreary field here in rural Ireland. I am Trent Downey and this is the Anfield Index Podcast episode 353. And I'm joined for it by Lisa Marie Hannan and by Cam Branch to have a little chat about Reds related matters. I have a question for both of you. Uh, we've already spent a long time greeting each other. So there's no point in doing it just for the facade of it, for the sake of the listeners, because uh, that would seem a bit false. So I'm going to get straight into this opening question that I have for you. No intros today from anybody, because this is kind of an improvised show, because we had to work around some various issues of scheduling. uh, So we don't have our usual prep necessarily done. However, on the fly, I came across a tweet earlier on, uh, and the tweet went like this, crying at gigs. We've all done it, haven't we? And it made me think, because obviously our own team haven't been exactly filling us with joy lately. There's been a lot of different types of crying happening on Twitter with relation to, in, in relation to the Reds. We'll get to that. But I did, because yeah, myself and Brazy might be getting on a bit, but we are, I think gents who are comparatively old duffers and all as we might be comparatively in touch with our uh who we are as people and and safe enough in our masculinity to have have a go at this conversation topic so i'm gonna ask you what was the last or was there a a a artistic endeavor a film a gig piece of music something like that some creative thing that elicited tears from you and i'm going to let you that percolate with you for a while i'll answer first i think that's only fair so you have a chance to think about this and i would say that that was something that i really didn't think was a thing that i did until i came across uh the movie interstellar and whatever it was about the scenes with mcconaughey's character where He's realizing, you know, all the time he's missing with his daughter. Uh, that just, oh, that got me. I don't know what it was, uh, but I had the whole, Jesus, I hope nobody can see this uh, kind of swallow hard moment. And then it replicated itself, that exact feeling uh, in when I was watching Arrival. And again, predictable as all hell. It's a parent child, the concept of loss. And it just gets me right in the in the sad fields every time. And and then those tears weren't like, you know, joyful tears like some people are capable of doing. They were just like, oh, my God, that's just horrifically sad concept. Uh, and yeah, now I'm not talking weeping, but I had to check myself on both occasions. And interesting, they were both, you know, sci-fi films about uh, time travel and uh, space aliens and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it took a movie like that uh, to get that reaction from me. So that's my answer to the question, crying at gigs, we've all done it, haven't we? Mr. Marie, do you have uh, an example that you could go to? Oh, probably I could do a whole show on examples. Um, (laughs) I have overproductive tear ducts. Um, that's not an official diagnosis. That's my own personal diagnosis. (laughs) As I will cry when I am sad or upset. I will cry when I'm happy. I will cry when I'm mad, which, by the way, it's very hard to have an argument when you cry when you're mad because it sort of ruins your point. But anyway, so yes, um, 
I generally does not take a whole lot to get me worked up. And I think I mentioned the last time that I shed a tear over something when we were talking about sort of what we did over the holidays and call mid, call the midwife every single time. Oh, yeah, 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 time. you did too. Yes, every yeah. single freaking time. Um, always the Christmas special, but most of the regular episodes too. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to AnfieldIndex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. There used to be a couple movies that if I ever, and this is, if I ever needed a good cry, that were always um, guaranteed to set me off. Um, Dead Poet Society, every single okay. time at the end. Um, yeah, Steel Magnolias, always. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it generally doesn't take a whole lot to well me up. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm fascinated by the, I'm fascinated by the happy crying thing. I've noticed, uh, I've noticed with my old man, uh, since, you know, he got into the tail end, mid to tail end seventies, the waterworks are never far away when he's, uh, when he's happy as well. I noticed that like the eyes get a little bit moist if there's a, some sort of big, uh, occasion for relief or happiness. And it always fascinated me that I can't relate to that. That's a fascinating thing to, to cry from, from joy. I've, I've, joy. I've, I've yeah. And I've always yeah. been that way. I mean, ever since I was a little girl, um, I've, so I've always would, been that way. Yeah. Would would you have the same reaction then to like I know you're obviously very very interested in music and singing would would you find yourself maybe if something's going particularly well with your choir you guys are just oh, hitting yes. that, that lovely then it could actually bring a tear to the eye you could oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. and about. there's there is a song that we don't sing it very much anymore but but it's it's a it's a you know a song that they always sing around Mother's Day um, you know it's a version of Hail Mary and then it goes into something else. And my two sons were both born around Mother's Day in, you know, in the U.S. is in May. And so both of them were born around Mother's Day. And I know the year that I was, I mean, Rory was born actually like the Friday after that Mother's Day Sunday. So I am in mass, very pregnant, and they sing this. And I wasn't singing in the choir at the time. And I mean, I lost it. It was full out sobbing. Now, of course, there were a lot of hormones at play. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, yeah. And then, you know, three years later, very pregnant with Paul, same thing. I mean, I'm just like, oh, and that we actually sang it not too long ago. And I mean, it tears me up every time. It's just one of those, you know, and it, you know, it just, it talks about motherhood and everything too. So it, I mean, I think that's what just ties it to, um, and everything but oh yeah i've I, i've teared up singing in in church on more than one occasion it's it's amazing <laughs> either it's while amazing. i'm singing or hearing yeah 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 it's amazing how sentimental. <laughs> sentimental we get about our, our kids as well is remarkable uh, cam what what about for you man is that is that are you a guy that that the that, that tears don't come too quickly or are you the opposite and, and if so have you had that kind of a specific scene in a movie or a piece of music or, uh, you know, some some sort of uh, creative thing that's caused you to respond in that way? I only cry um, with soppy films and dramas and stuff like that. I don't cry at anything else, to be honest, and that includes, you know, sadness in life as such so um the last one for me that i can really recall would have been um 
the last episode of The Leftovers with uh, Justin Furrier and Carrie Noon. So it was the culmination of a, you know, that last episode made the whole the whole show, the whole series and everything. And, and that was what, 20 or about three, four years ago, whenever it finished. So I um, can't remember apart from that. But yeah, soppy stuff for me. I'm, I'm afraid I'm, I've got a really stupid heart like that, I'm afraid. So um, uh, it's, it's one of those weird ones, isn't it? Um, why, why would I cry at something that has nothing to do with me in any way, shape or form? that you become in a really bizarre way emotionally invested in something, haven't you? Why? <laughs> yeah. Why? Because it doesn't affect your life in any way, apart from the fact that it was something you enjoyed experiencing to a point. But why would you cry? You're right. It's so, it's so weird. And then some horrific stuff going on. In, in my life over the last five to ten years <laughs> not a drop I can squeeze at all it's just stoical sort of let's get on with this <laughs> <You know? laughs> remarkable stuff remarkable. I'm, a sympathetic, I'm a sympathetic crier too I, I you know often times if I'm seeing somebody else cry that will <laughs> yeah actually yeah that as well <laughs> so remarkable <laughs> if i go to a funeral for example oh yeah i'll sometimes it. start welling up watching someone cry even though i should have been possibly crying because of the reason i'm actually at the funeral not because that a person is crying does that make sense absolutely absolutely oh, yeah. <laughs> i mean i for one i didn't i didn't you know when my dad passed away nothing didn't yeah. cry you know, and yet, you know, I went to funeral and it was like I was organizing something. So maybe I got so wrapped up in that. So, yeah. But then when I took his ashes to India and then I, I've, I've let go of his ashes and, you know, we, we, I took it to a place called Kiripur and then you, there's a stream there and you, you, you let the ashes float, float down into the stream and get taken away. And then I was about to start having a cry then. And all the family with me sort of jumped on me and stopped me. And I'm like, you absolute kids. Why would you do that? That was like my moment where I'm just going to open up a little bit. But, you know, that, no, but I, I'm really weird like that. I don't know why. I just don't, I don't get it. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's odd, it, isn't it? It's really odd. Thing. It is. It is. I just, I thought, I just thought it was an interesting topic. And like I said, the perhaps stretching it a little bit tie in is just the fact that We've had so much of the opposite of, of of sadness from our football club in recent years that it does seem a little bit churlish when you see just how ridiculously over the top upset and angry and outraged some people are. But God, we can all relate to it because it is kind of miserable at the moment. It is kind of, it feels a little bit despondent, hopeless, shapeless, very, very, very uncertain. And Lisa Marie, I think that's probably the worst part of it for me is that like, again, just to tie into what we've been talking about, what Cam was just mentioning, if I have a plan, if there's a thing that I'm working to, even if it's going to be painful, I can do that stoical thing. Or, okay, let's get on with it. We can endure this and we have a plan and hopefully it'll... But at the moment, it doesn't feel like we even have a plan because even something as existential as who owns the club and therefore what money is available for investment in the squad is up for grabs. That's a difficult spot. And I can really understand uh, people uh, re reacting perhaps in a little bit of an exagger exaggerated way because I definitely feel a lot of frustration about that. It is it is a difficult time, right? Uh, absolutely, I agree. You know, I mean, as, as you were sort of talking there, Trev, I was thinking, I mean, we, we've, we've addressed this topic, you know, here and there over the last couple of months. And I mean, I think for me personally, what is contributing to that is we we don't know. You know, we all right, are they selling the club? Are they selling a share of the club? Is there, you know, what does this mean? What's it going to mean? Is it, it, and I think that's that whole anxiety of we don't know. I mean, I think if that hadn't come out back in whenever, November, that, um, you know, they were putting the club up for sale. You know, I, I don't, I think, I think it is. I think 
it's the unknown and the uncertainty is contributing, you know, is just adding to the stress of, you know, the fact that the team is just not playing well at all um, here recently. And I, and I think it does. I think it just continue. It just adds another layer on top of the, you know, crap already that we're, we're kind of dealing with. And who knows, maybe it's, you know, to me, this time of year anyway, tends to be just depressing, you know, January, February, it's just, you know, it's kind of bleak and dull and, and all of that. So I think it's just sort of a combination of all of it. I don't know. I'm probably being a little bit too philosophical about the whole thing, but it's, yeah, it's just, it does feel miserable. Yeah. Cam, it's hard not to be a bit philosophical about the whole thing because it does feel like I sort of hinted there in my question to Lisa Marie, like there is a very basic, uh, you know, nuts and bolts question uh, that needs to get asked and that is being not answered at the moment about the nature of the club in the short term and in the long term. And, you know, when, when we find ourselves relying on this bunch as we have been doing for our fun uh for our inspiration and entertainment and all those type of things you know it it is it is uh, a hell of a fall off uh, that we're experiencing at the moment and it's not about being a big crybaby uh to to link back to the earlier topic and and and, and moaning for the sake of it but do you how do you feel about that thing i've just i just mentioned to lisa marie about the just the the, the real uncertainty that's there at the moment and and how it just means every conversation feels as if it's uh founded on pardon my french here but fuck all in the way of solid knowledge do you know what i mean hmm. like we could start a conversation here about yeah. who we need and what we need to get in and it will all be contingent on what funds are available which is contingent on the amount of investment or the buyout or whatever it happens to be you, you see where i'm going yeah i mean i, th- I think we we have sort of touched on it before because it, a lot of it is that it, ultimately everything right now it hinges on what are the owners intentions where are the owners going what where do they see the club going forwards now as in because obviously we've known for uh, two three months now that they're looking at either investment or to sell the club and because we're because of that it feels like we're in limbo and every man and his dog can see that a lot of the issues are down to personnel a lot of the issues are down to personnel that aren't available a lot of the issues are down to personnel that we don't have at the club, that we need at the club. A lot of the issues are down to personnel who, who are, you know, have reached their peak and are now on the on the decline. And it feels like nothing's being addressed in any way, shape, or form. And you, everything goes back to whatever everybody is saying out in the whole social me- media world. It's it's all frustration. It's purely frustration because all we want is for our football club to be playing well. If you lose games playing well, you hold your hand up and say, oh, well, at least you know, you know, they were doing something right and there's there's light at the end of the tunnel. We, we can see what they're trying to do. But right now, because it's such a shit show on the pitch and because of what's happening off the pitch, that's going to culminate in so much negativity towards the club it's going to create so much negativity within the fan base and how do, how can you how can you get out of that spiral well as a fan base you can't you, you you're sucked in it's a whirlwind it's a tornado it's a whirlpool you, you're sinking in it and you and you and you're, you're trying to swim against a tide and you can't what do you do it, you can't do anything because of because of the owners now and i i've been quite a big fan of fsg in the way you know i've always been a fan of the self-sustaining model and i'm i'm all for it i was talking to a chelsea fan at work the other day one of our managers he's a chelsea fan and um you know what he said to me he goes where the fuck is financial fair play chelsea have just gone fucking berserk that's from a Chelsea fan. 
And that tells you everything. It's purely and simply now about whoever comes in and wants to spend the dollars. And if they spend the dollar bills, everybody's happy. I was having a conversation with um, a really, really good friend of mine who's of uh, Islamic faith. And he goes to me, you know, I want, I don't care who comes in and takes us over and this, that and the other. And um, I said, well, I do. You know, I wouldn't be happy with, say, and I, and, I, and I said this, you know, Qatari royal family or the Saudi Arabian royal family. And he goes, why? I said, because of their, um, you know, human rights records. And he goes, well, would you happy? Would you be happy with the American government then? And I went, what do you mean? And he goes, well, or, you know, or, or sovereign wealth fund. I, I use sovereign wealth fund, sorry, as a, uh, not families as such. I said sovereign wealth fund. He goes, well, say it was the American sovereign wealth fund. Would you be happy with them? And I'm like, what do you mean? And he goes, well... How many deaths have they caused? Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa, he does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL Roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you want to look at it like that, what's their human rights record like? You go, tell me a country that has a great human rights record that could take over the club then, or, you know, a nation or a sovereign wealth fund that would be acceptable. And I'm like, then I'm thinking, he's actually got a point, hasn't he? To an extent. A lot of, a lot of the stuff going forwards, I mean, is, you know, about certain countries or whatever it is, it's, xenophobia it's racism it's bigotry whatever you want to call it there's there's no such thing as an idea alone i mean i'm I'm going off tangent here Trav, sorry but it's just something i wanted to to touch on and um, no it's 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 a good one to bring up and i i i saw i'll, I'll let you go back to wrap up your point here i saw two people who happen to like tearing each other apart on this topic uh and we're going to talk ourselves in a little bit about where we are financially uh but it was remarkable to watch one person saying pretty much the point that your your pal was making there. Uh, just a kind of, well, you know, there's be careful what you wish for kind of thing. And uh, really, you know, who does have a, a solid record? The other person then absolutely digging her heels in and saying that's just uh, false equivalencies and, and, and outrageous and, and you know exactly what we were trying to say and uh, how dare you suggest that there might be a little bit of racism in the uh, in the suggestion that uh, I don't want these uh, Saudi owners or Qatari owners and both of them just for the most part I would think are very level-headed and have a decent take and would probably share 99 percent of their values but it just shows you how a a, a thing like this can cause people because this is how the world works now to just pick a side go with that side and scream into the uh into the 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 abyss uh anyone who opposes them on any single thing and it's Absolutely horrific. And I think it's fantastic, if you don't mind me saying it, man, I don't mean this in a condescending way, to hear you say, well, actually, I could stop and say, well, right, there's actually quite a little bit of sense there in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that you could just uh, allow that thought to go through your head without having to have alarms and police uh, and self-policing going on. It's just to have let the thought go through your head. You're not actually making any judgments one way or the other. It's a very, very important thing a skill that is being increasingly lost and yeah I, I agree with you man it's it's a terribly terribly complex idea I don't, you know this 
self-righteous stuff about there's no such thing as a good billionaire and all the rest of it. Oh, oh okay, whatever. You know, where where do you draw the line then? Uh, uh, you know, Goldilocks. Like, who's the who's the unicorn that's going to come in and take over the club that will make you happy in your little uh, in your little uh, set of morals that you feel are superior to everyone else's? It it really is. It's a tricky one. Where did you want to finish on that, Cam? Or is 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 have you pretty much made yeah. the point? I mean, I'll go back to what my friend said, and um, and ultimately it came down to he goes, I just want Liverpool to win right now. He goes, that's all I can think about now. I just want Liverpool to win. You know, that's that's the main thing. I want them to be the most successful club in world football. I've, you know, it, there's there's no there's no level playing field anymore. You've got you know, the likes of Man City, Chelsea, Newcastle, they can spend untold amounts of money. Why shouldn't that be us now? We've never had it. Imagine if Jurgen Klopp had an open checkbook, what he could do with that club. And I'm like and I and then, and he and he and he and he threw it back in my face, he goes, you know, because I said I wouldn't support us if we were owned by any sovereign wealth nation. I you know a wealth funder, you know, like that. I, I, I just have to draw the line somewhere. And um, he goes, well, I will. And if if that happens, I'm going to make sure you, I hold it to you. You know, throw it in your face that you you are no longer supporting Liverpool. And I'm like, and I said, no, nah, you 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 bought me round in the end. You know what I mean? I said, I I understand where you're coming from. He wasn't having it. He goes, no, you've said it now. You've got to stick to it. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, he's really rubbed my face. In yeah, it. He's, he's got you now. I, he's I, got I, you. I, I, I get where he's coming from. I yeah. totally get where he's coming from. But it, we, we can't draw the line. You know, I, I said to him at the same time, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't want the Chinese sovereign wealth and running the club because how they're treating that, you know, certain elements of their citizens in their country i wouldn't want the indian sovereign wealth fund in there either you know i i could i could name numerous countries i could do a whole list you know because it like even the british government come on let's be honest they're not exactly angels are they or the royal family if can you imagine if the royal family would take over Liverpool now <laughs> Okay, we've <laughs> we, we, we've officially gone uh, to the to 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 the crazier end of the park, but I like exactly. I I, I fully but get you, the point. You see where I'm coming from. I yeah? fully get the point yeah. you're making. Yeah. I fully get. You. And Lisa Marie, I want to let you have 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 your tuppence worth on this because you'll have seen, you know, uh, the lots of people, um, mutual acquaintances of of of. of the three of us here and accounts you follow on Twitter, uh, no doubt. And people just say, well, look, in the event of the uh, wrong type of ownership, uh, and I'm putting that in inverted commas because I have no interest in getting into that debate with anybody now because the once once I saw that happening between two people I like, that, that, that false equivalencies uh, Ferrari, I just thought, Oh, people have lost the ability to actually have a conversation here. So I'm I'm not going to drag us into that. What I am going to say is, like, you must notice that. You must see these people saying, well, that would be it for me. I would have to draw the line. I would have to say, oh, well, that's uh, not a thing I can do anymore. I can't, I won't, I'll, I'll just, just quietly step away. Um, that would be a very destructive thing. Um, that's kind of the question I want to put to you, not even asking you to nail your colours to the mask one way or the other. That's a, a personal decision for everybody. But, you know, it it could be a, a horrendously divisive thing. And you could see some of the oldest and most loyal fans uh, would probably be the most likely ones to disappear, whereas you would probably get a whole raft of new fans who, you know, <laughs> a lot of people might, raise their eyebrows at their motivations. It could be, like I say, Lisa Marie, a very, very divisive thing, depending on who it is that emerges as the uh, new patrons of LFC. Yeah, I, I think it could be very, def- I mean, you're, I'm seeing the same things likely that you are on on Twitter or, or wherever, where you see people taking, you know, a hard line and saying, well, that would be it, this, you know, absolutely. And, you know, and and I don't know. I mean, I honestly don't know where I, you know, to me that falls under, you know, I just, I'm not going to think about that right now. I'll think about it when it happens. And yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense. From there. Yeah, yeah. But, um, 
my, my general Scarlett O'Hara philosophy on the world. But, um, yeah, I, I think it could be hugely dis- divisive, you know, within the fan base, and which is a shame um, because – you know, it, it does. It just it just kind of makes me sad because, you know, I think it's and I don't know what to do do about it or or, you know, I have absolutely no answers to that ultimate question. But but everything I mean, there's so many things in this world, I think, that divide divide people anyway. It's just a shame that, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I just it's it just stresses me out when I start thinking about it because yeah. I, you know, I mean, this is something that is, we all know, and we've, we've mentioned multiple times on the show, you know, is something that I've come to, you know, re- relatively recently in my life. And it's something that has brought me a lot of joy. And, and I hate seeing anything that threatens that. And I mean, and, and, you know, the, the performance of the team and, and all of those things, you know, not even, not even taking that, but the, the underlying, politics if you will i just you, know, you just want to go can't we all just get along um which you know that's not going to happen but yeah i just i i hate i hate to think as, as many things as is as, as the fan base finds to argue about as it is i i just hate to think that the ownership well i mean people already argue about the ownership so i mean i guess they're arguing about it anyway but but, <laughs> but ultimately most of those arguments are because they're wanting something better for for the club. So I'd hate to think that it would go to another level to this like, well, if these are the owners, I no longer support the club. And and I just I just I would really very much hate to see that. But you know, I I don't know. I'm I'm not saying that I might not fall in that. I you know I don't I don't know. We'll we'll just have to see what happens. I very much endorse the let's wait and see what happens thing as opposed to watching people tear strips off each other about a thing that isn't even real and it's probably been floated by some chancer some spoofer account looking for clicks so it is a wait and see thing for sure have the conversation but if it is only theoretical then perhaps just take some of the bullets yeah take (laughs) some of the bullets out of that gun that you're pointing straight in the face of the person who otherwise you would like in real life it's a remarkable thing to watch uh i want to bring you in on this topic folks because last night i did a straight away after i and just sorry just one word and then i think about you were talking about you know the difficulties and all that kind of stuff and, and reasons for sadness oftentimes adversity and bad performance and stuff like that. some of the best podcasts i've ever done have been in the immediate aftermath of a shit result or whatever um we it's it's it can have a remarkably bonding effect as well and 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 if it was just the footballing issues i think we'd all be a lot more content and um yes there'd be lots of people whinging still but we wouldn't be quite so bad here it's just the like i said the existential nature of it like what is the club going to be is a question that we all have in our heads and it's a (laughs) it's a little bit unsettling one thing we do know the club is is very 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 good at turning money over like i said immediately after doing raw last night i went over and had a cup of tea and then came straight back and did money talks with mo chatra and mo was doing the show ostensibly because liverpool have um been placed third in the deloitte uh money league football money league uh which is quite a remarkable state of affairs uh if you want to have a look at the table all you do is just put in that deloitte money league and you will see all sorts of graphs and stats and bar charts and those of you who are big into this type of thing various breakdowns of that revenue and how it works uh you'll find that uh we pulled apart the various strands of it last night well mo did uh, I simply teed him up and got out of his way, uh, and it was very interesting to watch. And Cam, to bring you back in and talk about this topic just briefly, it really is adding extra tension to those aforementioned uh, uh, stresses on fans when you can see that we are capable as a club of generating so much financial uh, uh 
wealth, so much money, uh, and yet we're all sort of various shades of frustrated around recruitment. I say we're all. There's there are definitely a few people who are uh, hardline uh, FSG fans. And I, I, I use that very advisedly. They appear to be bigger fans of FSG than they are of, of Liverpool Football Club. That's a it's a weird thing. That is odd. It is it is odd and it's weird, but again, it's this uh increasingly fractious pick aside within even within the big um, uh, umbrella of Liverpool supporters, you've got all these different little factions and those guys are out there, guys and gals, uh who won't hear a bad word about Johnny Henry and the lads. But you can see how for those of us who are somewhere in the middle ground and, and a little bit frustrated, Cam, the fact that we can be ahead of Manchester United for the first time in our history, I think, in this league, uh, and not that far off Real Madrid and City ahead of us. It, it is a cause, you can see how it would be a cause for frustration when you just know most of us, even with our amateur football championship manager heads, could say, well, if we got this, this and this, we would be great and it would only cost X. Uh, that might be simplistic, Cam, but you can see where the frustration might be arising uh, on the back of the publishing of those figures. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> This is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout yeah I mean I don't think anybody in the right mind does not think we don't have money and there's money there that we all feel we should be spending and I think what people don't like to do is really delve deep into how our money is uh, is spent within the club, obviously, uh, where the money we have goes. Um, and they, they just, because it goes back to what I said earlier about all these clubs that are just are spending willy you know, spending without any regard of the, the consequences because there are no consequences. So that, so when you combine it all together, it, it it's it's not happy reading for anybody because you can see, oh look, we've got two hundred million pounds in the pot or whatever it is. Well, why why don't we go out and buy and sign Jude Bellingham? You know, I mean, it's not like we have to spend the two hundred million in one go. You know, it's going to be spent over four years. Most people are beginning, you know, whatever the length of the term of the contract is. Most people now are are beginning to understand that because of the, thank, thanks to the likes of Mo Chatra. Who's explained that to us? I never knew uh, for a long time that you know transfer fees were transfer transfer fees were you know split the way they were due to amortization. Is that the correct word? Um, yeah. And and how it's all done and it, and, it, and it's in a, in a way it's fascinating. I mean, we all suddenly become we all become accountants, don't we? All of a sudden, yeah. You know, we it's madness. Um, again, it. <laughs> It doesn't help, does it, knowing that we are a we're a giant. We we are one of the biggest clubs in the world, and yet we win the Champions League and we sign Set Van der Berg and who else was it? Nobody, wasn't it? We, you know, and you look back now and you think, where was the club's ambition? <laughs> 
to really go on and kick on. Why would you know who who are you waiting for to sign? You couldn't you couldn't have been thinking three years ago before when we won the Champions League that oh we're gonna we're we're just waiting for Jude Bellingham in 2023. Or, you know, when all the Mbappé stories were going on. Oh, just waiting for Mbappé. It's rubbish. They, they, I, I generally, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm close to doing a 180 here on, on FSG. And that, you know, they, they genuinely don't want to sign. And, well, they do and they don't. It, it's madness because we, we, we supposedly have this self-sustaining model. Um, we're not going to spend any money yet. We have a net spend every season of about 20, 25 million. And, and you compare that to Man United, where they have about eight, 70, 80 million net spend every year. And yet we're literally on a par with Man United now in terms of revenue and turn, you know, turnover and, and profit and, you know, the way our, our wage structure is done for the players, you know, how it's heavily incentivized towards points on the board, trophies in the cabinet. And yet, we, we're regressing so much. It, it's horrible. I'm, I am, I'm, 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 I'm not going to be like one of these FSG outs or anything like that, but boy, they're making it hard, aren't they? You know, when you, when you see those figures. Yeah, I think that's the point. It's, it is increasingly difficult, and you, you can see uh, Lisa Marie, who are it, look. It's it, essentially all the, the the information in that is good news theoretically, but who's it good news for? Who who is it good news for? That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. And we we as fans wanted to be good news for Jurgen and his capacity to, uh, you know, uh, augment his squad. Uh, and we don't even know if we can look at those figures and what if they mean anything at all to that specific desire that we have as fans. Uh, and as Cam as Cam has, has come round to there at the end, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure if it, got, it was getting worse and worse as as he was thinking about it there. But it, <laughs> it, it, it does it does definitely add to that frustration, doesn't it? That, like, okay, we're this money making machine, and yet. You, you know where to go with that, Lisa Marie. And, yeah, and yet, where are the players? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, you're right. I mean, I think, in, if nothing else, it's just added fuel to the frustration fire. Um, you know, again, you know, not against, but, but towards the owners that, well, okay, you know, the club has made more money. And I've, I've listened to part of your podcast with, with Mo Chatra. But yeah, I mean, we basically made more money than they've ever made before. So all the more reason that if we're making, and, and again, I, you know, my knowledge of financials and accounting is, you know, enough to be dangerous likely. But, you know, if we're self-sustaining, shouldn't some of that money come back to the club to be able to invest in the players and, you know, the things? So yeah, I think it has i think ultimately it's just added more frustration on top of what is already you know was simmering for a few years and has just kind of erupted here um you know within the last year or so is we're you know we're not seeing the players come in to to backfill or to you know shore up or or you know build the squad to, to be able to continue the success that they, you know, that they experienced over, over the last, you know, three, four, five years, whatever. So, yeah, I think it has, I think it's just, it's just added a lot to me. It's just, it's made it all the more frustrating. Now it would be, it would be so much easier for us to, to do these uh, pods and have this chat about the difficulties around ownership and all the rest of it if things were taking over nicely on the pitch. Uh, but they aren't. Uh, and yeah. yesterday's game against Chelsea, Lisa Marie, was easily one of the worst games of football I've watched. Uh, just, just horrendous stuff. Technically crap. 
uh, in terms of of two teams who have so many really good footballers constantly giving away possession. little flurries occasionally of what both teams could be but not half enough uh defenses pretty much on top uh and attacking intent very much minimal now on the back of the fa cup outing where we saw uh young basetic and, and harvey in the midfield together and uh, we were excited about this as a concept and you know uh, Jurgen decided to change it up a little bit still and 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 and, and Stefan kept his place which i think everyone was excited about and he changed up his front line and he went with a front line where everybody was seeming to play in the place that they shouldn't be playing we had your child playing on the left uh of a front three where he had just actually been great on the other side uh in recent in, in very recent memory we saw uh cody through the center where he's been hugely effective coming from the left and we saw mo on the left where he's been increasingly absent from games uh when we know that if you put him in the middle he's uh, a liability and a nightmare for the opposition that was a, that was in and of itself incredibly frustrating to watch and it didn't help the overall feel uh what was your what was your what's your what's your current takeaway now? Like when you think about the the next game, which it's really weird looking at the fixtures. Uh, we have we have nothing really going on at the at the moment. Uh, it, we've all these lovely gaps. We don't play again now until Sunday uh, against Brighton, of course, uh, at their place in the FA Cup, and then we don't play till the following Saturday against Wolves, of course at their place uh, and then it's Everton uh, over a week later after that again at Anfield so there's opportunity for Klopp to work with with the team and and, and you know all these new signings that he's just gotten in <laughs> oh Jesus and uh, put things together but <laughs> my simple question after that long ramble is are you are you optimistic that that's going to happen that we are going to see a team emerge maybe some new version of it because it just it felt a little bit like most of the things that were going wrong were still going wrong yesterday hello lisa marie Sorry, I'm on mute. Okay. Um, I would like to tell you, here I am. I would like to tell you that I am wildly optimistic that it's all just going to come right. But that would be a lie. And I really don't want to lie to our listeners. Um, You know, it's an ongoing maybe debate about, you know, we, we kind of get all worked up when the games are coming thick and fast and furious and there's only a day or two in between. But I don't think these long, like, breaks in between weeks generally don't tend to help us a whole lot either. So, I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. But, yeah, it's um, yesterday, first of all, I mean, of course, it was an early kickoff. And so I literally drugged myself out of bed and, you know, just really had a chance to kind of glance at the lineup before the match started while I was brewing the coffee. And I was just like, Oh, well, okay. You know, and when I saw the three, you know, for the front line, I thought, okay, excellent. And I mean, that was my thought was, okay, well, hopefully he's going to move Mo to the middle, keep Harvey on the right, because that worked very nice, and you know, in the previous match. And and then when it started, and as you mentioned, it was just, it was, it was, it was almost like, how can I make this the least effective? Okay, we'll put Harvey on the right, and it just, it didn't, it it didn't work. Nothing. I don't know. Anyway, but no, I'm not, I would like to think, you know, that there will be a a surprise birthday gift for me here in the next week that, that we're going to get, you know, six or seven new players come in. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Or one, one or two. That that would be a birthday gift, wouldn't it? (laughs) Well, you know, I'm thinking we'll, we'll set the expectations. really high and then you know maybe anyway um so yeah i mean i don't you know i don't know i don't know maybe 
I mean, the, I guess the good news is supposedly Jada's close to coming back. I mean, you know, but who knows? Because he's essentially not played hardly at all this season. So, you know, how how back is he really going to be even once he's back in training? Um, yeah, but it's – and I think, too, one of the reasons that you can't get super excited about it is, okay, so the next game is Brighton, and, you know, that was – our previous match against Brighton was, you know, obviously one of the most horrific things that I've ever seen in my life. And then we're playing Wolves again. And, you know, that's been, eh, yeah, like, can we, can we play some, maybe if we played somebody different, it would be more interesting. I don't know. I don't know. But it is, there's not a whole lot to get excited about um, in the next couple of weeks coming up for the Reds. There really isn't. That's, 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 uh, that's the problem right there, Cam. That's the problem right there is that I want to look ahead to the next round of fixtures and go, okay, well, if we do this and we do this and we do this, then maybe this will happen. Uh, and it, it, even even if it was a sort of a, oh, well, this is a write-off season, but at least we'll get to blood in X, Y, and Z, and the the new boys can get bedded down as well. And But none of that is the case. In fact, it's like, you know, flailing around putting veterans into positions to get you through games and stuff like that. It just all feels very, very uninspired and uninspiring. I mean, when you think about this next sequence of fixtures in the wake of what you saw yesterday uh, and in recent weeks, uh, like, are you a little bit more optimistic than Lisa Marie or excited than she is? Um. There is no excitement right now, let's be honest, uh, about watching Liverpool. Um, and the reason there's no excitement is because, as we know, we're just, we're just rubbish right now, aren't we? Um, we're a shadow of uh, the team we've come to love and expect. And, um, you know, it's multiple, multiple, a multitude of reasons. So you're looking at the, the, the fixtures that you just said, and they're, they're not inspiring in any way. They don't you think oh that's a tasty fixture maybe something to get you know the blood boiling and um and you would have thought that maybe that would have been the case with yesterday's fixture but then when you look at the previous fixtures between these two teams you know the two cup finals last year both ended nil nil the league games i think they were both possibly nil nil as well i can't remember the two league results last year um it wasn't really one that really was then going to get, you know, the the adrenaline racing in any way. So it, it's almost like bring on Real Madrid and then you think they're going to destroy us. <laughs> they're going to absolutely shred us a new one. That is yeah, the sound of ner- nervous. Hard, and, and that shouldn't be the case. No, that is the sound of nervous laughter from your host there. I, yeah. actually, I, I couldn't help. <laughs> I, I, that just came out of me. I was like, oh, shit. That, 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 because I, if I'm wrong, say I'm wrong. But I'm not wrong. Well, that, no, but, but you, 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 here's, the, here's the thing. You could be wrong if our lot get it together and our best players do their best playing. Yeah, then you could be wrong. If my auntie, you know. Well, it's it's it shouldn't really be an auntie and a set of knackers that, situation. That's the point. It shouldn't. It, should, but it, it is. shouldn't be. Maybe it is. Maybe yeah. it is. Maybe it is. Yeah. God, that's depressing. Thanks, Cal. Yeah. <laughs> that that's where I'm at now. And it's like I recorded the game yesterday, and at work I I told everyone, don't say shit to me because I'm recording <laughs> it. Yeah. And the lad sat next to me is a Liverpool fan. And he goes, fucking hell, come on. I wanted to sit here because I wanted to talk to you about the fucking games when the games are on. And you're not fucking letting me do that. And I'm like, well, you know, I like to I go home. I don't want to know the score. And I want to watch the game. Then I've got the Chelsea fan going, mate, you don't want to watch this game. They're not even having shots on goal. I'm like, why are you being a fucking arse with me? You know I'm watching the game when I go over, you know. And it's like, you know, and then... You watch the game and you're thinking, why did I spend two hours of my life going through that where I knew sort of what it was going to be? But you still do, don't you? Regardless, you just do it because 
no matter what, we love that club so much. We love that team so much. Regardless of who's wearing that shirt, you're gonna you've got to give it your all still, aren't you? And if we, I guess, if we as fans give up, why would the players bother? Why would the right, rest so, of the team bother? So let yeah. let me let me posit a theory here. Ahead of Real Madrid, and again, I'm looking at the fixtures. We have those games I told you about: Brighton in the in the cup. Uh, Wolves at Everton and Newcastle in the league before the 21st of February where we play the home leg against um, Real Madrid. So let's just posit this theory. Let's say we get Trent doing Trent things, Robbo doing Robbo things. We've got Ibu Kanate. I'm not sure if Virgil is going to be back for that game or not, but say Joe or Joel uh, alongside uh uh, Ibu, who is currently our best player outfielder uh, by quite a distance, I think. Uh, say we then land on a midfield that at least has functionality about it. Maybe we get Hendo back into form and he goes with the Fab Thiago Hendo thing because honestly, we haven't brought brought in anyone better. Um, hmm. Maybe maybe Naby Keita. I don't know if he did enough yesterday to to make Clabo think twice in future. Um, and then say we have uh, Darwin and Mo and we get Diaz back for that game. Again, I don't know if that's wishful thinking. I don't know how far Diaz is back. But as you said, one of you guys said earlier on, Jota could be back. That is something at least. You've got Cody there who will hopefully at some stage find his feet and start to look like a really uh, dangerous footballer for us. And we've got the kids there to supplement. It is possible, isn't it, that that team could do enough to get past Real Madrid over two legs and then maybe have had that further little bit of time to bed down. I'm saying these words out loud now and it feels like I'm trying to convince myself and I don't know if I believe it, Lisa Marie. What are you trying to convince yourself of, though? That that we that, that there's still a redemption story in the season and it's in the form of the European Cup. Well, I've still said I think we'll finish top four. Sorry, I know you. Sorry, I've jumped in on Lisa Maria, but I just wanted to say this. I still think we'll finish top four. I still think we'll win a trophy of some sort this season. That okay. is wishful thinking. I still think at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that. That's that's loftier ambitions, even perhaps than mine. What, 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 where do you see it, Lisa Marie? Like, what, what do you, what do you, when you try to rationalise for yourself, what, what looks good, what looks potentially doable, or, or even optimistically doable for you? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Y'all have broken me. Um, <laughs> hey. <laughs> Not y'all, you two, y'all is in Liverpool in general. Um, I mean, I do think if we can put a decent run together, I agree with Cam. I think top four is still possible. Um, yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's the very optimistically summary speaking, just because I, I, I don't know anything. I don't know anything other than top four. So it's a very weird thing for me. That's very um, true. That's very true. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I have a hard time grasping what that means for the club. I mean, obviously, academically, I understand what it means, but but like kind of from an emotional place, I it's I I I just I can't wrap my mind around it yet. So I'm just it it's like I think I was saying basically this time last season when we were talking about the title. It's like to me, it's possible until it's not possible. So right now, top four is still possible. So we're going to, you know, cross our fingers and hope that's going to happen. You know, if, if we can beat Brighton next weekend in the cup, you know, I think there's still a possibility there too, you know, but I, I, you know, and I don't know what would come after if, you know, if we beat Brighton, who, who would be in front of us after that? I, I haven't paid attention, but you know, if if we can beat them, then yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I can't think far enough ahead for Real Madrid. I think from what I kind of the bits and pieces. I mean, I think right now they're not in fantastic form. I think so. Maybe 
if their not great form continues and maybe we can find a bit of ours, then, you know, there is a chance that we can get past them and continue the run in the Champions League. So, um, so there. So, see, I found the positivity. I don't know that I 100% believe it, but... Um, <laughs> Well, I, but, I, but, you I, know, it's, it's <laughs> I haven't completely given up yet either. So I, I will yeah. bring this I will bring this uh, this baby home with a <laughs> reminder to all of those of you who are, are, are letting the dream die that when we charged to the victory that we had in 2005, there were definitely less wonderful footballers across the eleven. And there were definitely a few more passengers than we currently have. We definitely did have a lot of very good people doing very good things. But I think the percentage rate, if we can only get the performance levels up, uh, and that side, like I say, went on and won the European Cup. And we are Liverpool. Uh, We are European royalty. I have a feeling about this. I don't know why part of me thinks I'm just saying words to myself so that I can stop from uh, those tears that we talked about at the start of the show. But part of me actually genuinely believes it. And if Cam reckons top four is possible, then I think the European Cup is in the bag. And that is the high point, happy, happy note in which we will finish the show. I do want to wrap it up there. I'll allow Lisa Marie and uh, Cam to say, I say allow like I'm some sort of ringmaster. I mean, I want to give the opportunity to Lisa Marie and Cam to say anything if they have any last thoughts. But we do want to bring it home as well. I know Cam needs to uh, get back to the family. So any final thought that you want to leave us with, Cam? Keep the faith, people. Keep the faith. Um, I know it's a difficult period at the moment. Um, and I know points on the board are the ones that count. Um, but after today, today's results um, at the Emirates, if we were to win our game in hand, we would be seven points off top four. And if we get our personnel back, that's not beyond the, the realms of possibility. I know it's not a trophy in it as a club we are defined i feel by trophies but top four now is a trophy unfortunately because of the riches and the rewards it brings <laughs> ironically um not that under this ownership right now that those riches and rewards seem to be evident in um but you know you know what i mean people so yeah, I mean, you, we've got to keep that faith. We've got to keep believing and we've got to keep supporting. That's uh, Cam Arsene Wenger branch there. Uh, fourth place is a trophy. He said, I can imagine that that will cause some reaction, fair play. But I do actually heartily endorse the keep the faith message. Lisa, any final uh, thoughts from you on what we've been talking about? Or I don't know whether anything at all. Nine days until I leave for Ireland. So, you you know, that's getting me through. Um, It is my last week in my 40s. So, yay. Um, Daughter is no longer in the walking boot and should be able to at least partially participate in her first dance competition next weekend. So those are all the positives in my life um, that have nothing to do with Liverpool. So so we'll just go from there. Um, Yeah. I, uh, yeah, the weather here is kind of crap today, but that's okay. Um, it's kind of overcast and rainy. So preparing me for that trip to Ireland that I will be <laughs> for in nine days. Yeah. 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 I'm most very much looking forward to. So yeah, no, um, yeah, just try to find some positivity, positivity somewhere, people, be it with Liverpool or outside of Liverpool and it'll all come right in the end. We just have to hope that, right? We do. Go and cry at a movie. Go and cry at some music. Uh, you'll feel better for it. It's cathartic. Uh, and uh, at the end of it, then you can be a little bit more well adjusted emotionally to deal with whatever these lads put us through next uh, at Brighton in the FA Cup, at Wolves in the league, at Everton in the league, at Newcastle in the league, and then Real Madrid in the big one where we go on that run, which of course will result in 
another European Cup for Liverpool. I've said it, therefore it will happen. Uh, I've been Trev Denny. That was Lisa Marie Hanahan. You heard Cambridge. This has been the Anfield Index podcast. We'll be back with you next week. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.